What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, a lot of good stuff is going on, and I saw, I did see an article about some of the top storylines of the season. I think now that we are mid-season, technically just past the mid-season point, it's fair to look into all of these. I mean, some of these are legitimate stories which are going to last. Some some players who have blossomed that we may not have seen coming. So. From MLB.com, these are 10 storylines no one could have predicted coming into this season. So, jumping right into it, number one is that the Mets have not had a fully healthy Jacob deGrom or Max Scherzer yet, and they're still one of the best teams in baseball. Because heading into this year, there were huge expectations for the Mets. Even I said that there were no excuses for them, considering the huge offseason they had and all the players they got, this had to be the year they finally break through. And, I mean, as as fate would have it, they go out and they, they haven't had DeGrom all year to start with. Scherzer gets hurt not long after the beginning of the season. And the presumption was the Mets would fall apart as soon as those guys went down. But that just hasn't happened. The Mets have gotten surprisingly impressive pitching from guys like David Peterson and Taiwan Walker. But I would say even the bigger delight has been their lineup. It's been very solid from top to bottom, led by Pete Alonso, who's an MVP candidate. And the Mets have just had good vibes since the year began. Fortunately, those pitchers are on the men. They do have Max Scherzer back. He did pitch on Tuesday. He struck out 11, allowed zero runs against the Cincinnati Reds. So he is back. Jacob deGrom is on his way back. He's making rehab starts right now. So hopefully he'll be in the rotation very soon. Number two, unexpected storyline is that the Yankees, the Yankees might finish with one of the best records of all time. I mean, many people pick them to finish second or third in their division. I mean, MLB had them third in the AL East winning 86 games. And yeah, I don't think even the most enthusiastic Yankees fans could have seen this coming. The Yankees have scored the most runs in baseball and they've given up the fewest runs in baseball. That's nearly an impossible combination. They're on pace for 116 wins. I mean, they have a guy who might hit more than 60 homers and everything has just fallen right for them the entire year. So... I mean, Yankees fans are hungry for a World Series appearance. It's been a long time. They haven't been to the World Series in 13 years. And, uh, I mean, we'll see. They just might get it this year. But that leads me into my next point. Is Number three unexpected storyline is that the Houston Astros have upgraded at shortstop. So the Astros are going to be the Yankees' foe i think you know the, the yankees are really gonna have to get past houston if they want to make it to the world series that's how it's been for the past several years but when the astros lost carlos correa you know some people wondered well who's going to replace him apparently it's rookie of the year candidate jeremy pena everyone knew jamie pena could play defense that was his calling card but his offense has been quite a revelation he's Helped the Astros to the second best record in the American League. And he's looking really good. They're not missing Carlos Correa at all. At all. I mean, if you look at his numbers, it's it's phenomenal. So they're getting good stuff from 
the rookie shortstop. Number four, unexpected storyline, is that the Padres would lose Fernando Tatis Jr., at least for so far this year he hasn't played, and they'd be better without him. I mean, speaking of teams missing a superstar shortstop, so we talk about Houston. I mean, Tatis is the sort of generational talent who you build a whole franchise around. And generally, it's all going to collapse when a guy like that is pulled away unexpectedly. He's still not back from his fractured wrist, but the Padres have been really good without him, thanks in large part to an MVP caliber season from Manny Machado, a resurgent pitching rotation, and great defensive play at shortstop from Ha Sung Kim. So, I mean, Kim is playing so well at shortstop that Tatis might return in the second half and play center field. That's the that's that's the discussion that they might move him to second field uh, to second to center field again. Um, that's definitely a discussion. He's taking fly balls aren't there right now, and uh, yeah, shagging fly balls and throwing at different bases. Tatis is playing defense. In, in pre-game warm-ups, warm-ups and stuff, he's just not swinging the bat yet. But, um, yeah, it's going to be likely after the All-Star break when he gets back. I don't know if it's going to be immediately after. There's no firm timeline, but All-Star break is coming up very soon anyway. Number five, unexpected storyline of the year, is that the White Sox are under 500. So, because of the weakness of the AL Central and the strength of the White Sox roster, you know, a lot of people considered the Chicago White Sox to be one of the American League's safest bets. Maybe they struggled in the playoffs against the AL East juggernauts, but their path to the postseason was very clear. But the White Sox have been decimated by injuries, and a bunch of their key players just haven't hit their strides, notably Lucas Giolito and Luis Robert. The good news is they're still in third place and the season is far from over. Fangraphs gives them nearly a 50% chance of making the playoffs, but it's no longer what we thought, which would have been a, a smooth ride to the postseason. That's, that's definitely not the case. Number six, unexpected storyline of the year, is that Luis Arias is the new Wade Boggs. I mean, Luis Arias is on the Twins. All this guy does is hit. That's all he does. He, he's making the batting average cool again. We've kind of moved away from that in recent years. No one really talks about that, but Luis Arias is hitting a legitimate 346 on the season. He's always been a high average, low strikeout player. It's, it's just the sort of guy you rarely see in baseball anymore, but I mean, he's having a Wade Boggs-esque season. Like I said, 346 with a 419 on base percentage. Both of those are the highest marks in the American League. So, Arias is a throwback in the purest sense. He he has the Twins in first place, which is part of the reason why the White Sox aren't having the season we expected because the Twins are playing so well. Seventh unexpected storyline of the season is that the Cardinals would have three of the best position players in baseball and still be three games out of first place. Cardinals were definitely picked to be leaders in that NL Central. I mean, they have... Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Tommy Edmond. According to Baseball Reference War, these are three of the top position players in baseball. All three of these guys are on the same team, but they're still in second place. They're three games behind the Brewers, and they're right there with the Phillies for the final playoff spot in the National League. I mean, these three guys have had a really good start to the season. There, you know, it does, there is suggestion that 
they, they might regress just based on you know law of large numbers they might regress a bit in the second half but they have been they've been phenomenal cardinals they have a playoff spot if the season were to start today but obviously it doesn't long way to go but they have a talented squad the eighth unexpected storyline of the season this is this one really did catch me is that juan soto is hitting 226 so obviously he's fine he's still leading mlb in walks and he's obviously a very valuable player but still I mean, this is a guy who we were calling the next Ted Williams. In what world is the next Ted Williams hitting 226? So that's definitely a huge surprise. And, and to be fair, um, we're, we're starting to now hear talks about Juan Soto in extension negotiations. This is someone who turned down $350 million this past winter from the Washington National. And that's a lot of money to turn down because he's I mean, they were saying he would bet on himself, try to hit free agency in three seasons and get $500 million. But now they're talking saying that negotiations are back on the table because I think this guy's realizing a bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush. Take the sure thing. You don't know. I mean, $350 million is a lot to turn down just for an extra 150 Of course, that's a lot, but 350 will secure you for life. So I did see some articles recently about Juan Soto in negotiations with the Nationals. Again, I think that's very wise. Having a bit of a down year by his standards might wake him up to realize that, hey, uh, let, let me take the money right now and secure my future. I can always get more money later. The ninth biggest surprise of the season is that Chris Bryant has one home run. And as a matter of fact, he just hit it on Tuesday night. He just did so. I mean, up until now, he had zero home runs. He has one home run on the season. His first with the Rockies. I mean, it took until the Rockies' 81st game, halfway through the first season of a seven-year contract for him to hit his first home run. Yes, he has been hurt much of the year, but, I mean, it took until his 102nd plate appearance. So that's, I mean, that's, that's weird. That's weird. Definitely not what the Rockies expected. But uh, Chris Bryant, I guess, got the monkey off his back. That's the first home run out of the way. I mean, he's still hitting well, like as far from an average standpoint, just the power wasn't there, which is really ironic considering the fact that he plays in Colorado. Last but not least, 10th unexpected MLB storyline is that Shohei Otani is arguably even better this year, yet the Angels are somehow a little worse. I mean, sure, his batting numbers are down slightly from last year. Last year, he had a 158 OPS plus. He has a 139 this year, and that's because of a slow start. But his pitching has been legitimately better than last year. He has a 149 ERA plus this year compared to 141 a year ago, and he's just been dominant lately. I mean, he, he's been giving up just one earned run in each of his last four starts. I mean, over the last month, he's been one of the best 10 hitters in baseball and one of the best 10 pitchers. Oh, and Mike Trout's still healthy. Oh, and Taylor Ward has been a breakout offensive force. Oh, and Patrick Sandoval and Noah Syndergaard have been reliable starters. And yet, the Angels have already fired the manager and have a worse winning percentage than last year. I don't know what it's going to take for this team to turn the tide. But that is an unexpected storyline for sure. So, there you have it. That's where we stand. Those are the unexpected storylines of the season so far as we are 
at the halfway point. So if you enjoyed this, please share it to someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.